0: This podcast is brought to you by Touch A Life.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tal Radio. This is RJ Sankhya hosting through the interview today. For centuries, women have been marginalized, oppressed, denied equal access to education, employment, and opportunities for advancement. And it's unbelievable that women take up 50% of the world population, yet a very little work is done for their equality and well-being. So in the age of people just sitting there and talking about how we need to empower women, Women's Building San Francisco gets out there to do the work. So Women's Building in, is an organization that was born out of the need to provide women with a safe and empowering space where they could come together to learn, grow, and build community. So today I take the honor of speaking with a remarkable woman who has dedicated her life for empowering women and girls in San Francisco community. So Tanya Estrada is a bilingual and multicultural nonprofit leader and the CEO of women's building in San Francisco and she has been at forefront for providing women with the resources, education and support they need to thrive. and Tanya is, an example, like a shining example of what can be achieved through perseverance and dedication. So as we speak with Tanya today, we will delve deeper into the work of Women's Building and the impact it has created on the community. So let me welcome her onto the show. Welcome Tanya, how are you doing? Thank you very much Sankhya, I'm doing well, thank you. Great, so let me start with a question. So I've read that you're a multilingual leader. And that sounds really quite interesting. So tell us a little bit about yourself and also what inspired you to start with Women's Building. Yeah, well, I am
0: a, I'm an immigrant, Mexican, psychologist and Latina woman. And a mother of two young girls, Maya and Aimee. And I've been involved with the Women's Building for almost 10 years. I'm bilingual. I speak English and Spanish and a little bit of French. And I'm so happy to be here today. Uh, My path with the Women's Building started almost 10 years ago when I came to San Francisco or when life brought me to San Francisco. I didn't know what the Women's Building was or was doing. And finding out through uh, its doors just, like, amazed me. And, you know, for since the moment I came to the Women's Building, I just knew that I had to be uh, there in the long run, to create a larger and a bigger impact for the community that we were serving. Uh, my story with the Women's Building also began as a volunteer of the Community Research Room, and today I'm the executive director of the organization. So in this path, I've worn many hats over 10 years. I've developed an understanding of how culture, inclusiveness, opportunities, and empowerment shapes women's lives, immigrant lives, and underserved communities. The women's mission for uh, women's empowerment, gender equality, social justice, and community work has just been amazing to see and be part of, and I feel that we're not done, and that's what we're here for. We need to continue to address social injustices and challenges faced by women and promote economic empowerment, independence, and just a better future for our younger generation.
1: Wonderful. So, since you're told that we need to address these issues, how can we address these issues of gender discrimination or, you know? ensure how, uh, you know, that women feel empowered in their communities. And also when exactly does women's building come into this picture?
0: Thank you. Thank you for that question. Um, yeah. I'm going to tell you a little bit about what, um, uh, the women's building and what is the inspiration behind it. Really, San Francisco women's centers were part of a larger feminist movement in the seventies that aimed to address unique challenges faced by women in the San Francisco Bay area specifically. So it emerged as a response of, you know, the limited resources and spaces available that women had at that time to to be provided a safe and supportive environment where they could come together and share their experiences and work towards that social change that was so much needed in the community. So San Francisco Women's Centers, they they provided a range of services and funding for different projects to empower women. They they provided a platform, I would say, for women to voice their concerns, to seek support and organize for change. The inspiration behind the creation of San Francisco Women's Centers also was to aim for more than one center. And that's the only reason of the S for centers that we have in our legal name. And that was uh, from the recognition of women's rights as a fundamental aspect of social change, justice, and they believe in the power of collective action to bring about positive transformations in society. The organization was able to found a home in 1979, and at that time is when they bought uh, the women's building, that they call it, which is the place where we work now, in the heart, I would say, of San Francisco, which is in the Mission District. And, you know, this was also in response to a lack of a safe place where women I wanted to host a domestic violence conference. Uh, so once the building came to life, it served as gathering places for women's groups and organizations and offered a sense of community and solidarity. Since the women's building was bought, it's been an anchor for the community. So services at the women's building have been transformed and adapted throughout the years. And I would say it has played a crucial role in promoting women's empowerment, advancing gender equality, and also raising awareness about women's issues overall.
1: Wonderful. So can you tell us more about the programs in Women's Building?
0: Yeah, Um, you know, it has varied as different organizations have occupied our space at the Women's Building and that have had different goals and purposes, but the building can be looked into a place where we have a lot of things and we call it like a one stop for all right like we provide community services we do advocacy and activism we have cultural and educational programs we have tenant organizations and we are also surrounded by murals and community art so let me just start with the first one The Women's Building offers a variety of community services, right, such as resources and information referrals, legal assistance, economic empowerment programs like financial coaching, tax returns, job search, and others, and we also have wellness programs. We currently do family reunification that includes case management, but also the taking of the fingerprints for those families that are being reunified. So these services are designed to address the needs of women from diverse backgrounds and empower them to lead fulfilling lives. On the other side, we have advocacy and activism, and this is part of the core of the organization. So the organization actively engages in advocacy and activism on issues affecting women's rights and social justice. It works to, to raise awareness, promote gender equality, and fight against discrimination and violence that target women and We also advocate for immigrant rights and housing affordability in the Bay Area because of the prices have increased hugely in the past 10 years. And for many of the programs that we have at the organization, we want to have an advocacy component. Cultural and educational programs are another part. The Women's Building hosts community events, workshops, and educational programs that celebrate women's achievements. Culture and promotes also women's empowerment, social justice, and provide opportunities for learning and for personal growth overall, um, we have been hosting events for a long time. The pandemic put a pause on that three years ago, and right now we are slowly coming back to its lively, you know, and vibrant way of being. We also have tenant tenant organizations. So the women's building provides a space and support to numerous nonprofit organizations working in various women's issues. Right now, we have nine in-house organizations that our are building, and they include groups that have focused on different issues as well, right? like So currently, we have like groups that focus on legal justice, uh, women's empowerment, domestic workers' rights, domestic violence prevention, reproductive health, and LGBTQAI services. The Women's Building has been a hub for more than 150 organizations in San Francisco throughout the years. So these organizations have started with us because we provide affordable rent for them throughout various years and also a safe place for them to grow. This gives them the opportunity to, to get stable, stabilize themselves as a nonprofit, as a grassroots organization to save and really prioritize their, their, their programs for a bigger impact so that when they grow they can leave the building and they can find a larger space and, you know, like engage for a larger impact as well with the community and even have multiple offices. And we have uh, murals and community art. So the women's building is known for its iconic exterior mural that depicts powerful images of women and social justice. These murals serve as a testament to the organization's commitment to art as a means of empowerment and community expression. The Women's Building mural is called Maestra Piece and was painted by seven women muralists and more than a hundred women volunteers.
1: That's really impressive. So uh, what are some of the challenges that Women's Building has faced over the years and how do you address them? Mm, the Women's Building, um,
0: I, I think like many other nonprofits in San Francisco, have fa- it, it has faced a different you know, hardships, I feel, during the years. It's been some other external challenges like 9-11 or the pandemic even that have added stressors to our community services and operations. And in other ways that also have also allowed some initiation of other type of support, right? So let me tell you some of the ones that I can think of. Uh, One definitely is financial constraint. So as a nonprofit, we often struggle with limited funding and financial resources. And because we rely on grants and donations and fundraising efforts to sustain our operations, which can be challenging to secure consistently. High living costs in San Francisco, along with restricted funding or one-year grant versus multi-year grants can make really a difference in being financially stable, and on the contrary, bring a significant hurdle. Um, The rising operating costs I would say, in terms of building operation and staff salaries and benefits have also been uh, part of these challenges that we have faced. Fortunately, we own a building in San Francisco and don't need to be looking for affordable spaces every few years. Our facilities have allowed the organization to also be financially stable because we rent the spaces to other nonprofit organizations, but this is at a very low cost. Uh, And we do have operating costs that sometimes have been hard before. Just last year, we paid like $150,000 for our elevator to be up to code. And you know, and in a couple of years, we will have to replace the roof. So as you see, it's like a home we have to maintain, while at the same time, it is a home for thousands of us that we serve. On the other hand, in terms of operations, we have our staff that has been at the front lines with the organization working for the community And the cost of everything that happens in between also impacts them, right? Not only the cost of living in San Francisco that is high, but, uh, you know, many other challenges like the pandemic I just mentioned, right? We not only also need staff, but talented and dedicated people. Prioritizing an HR department, staff salaries and benefits continues to be a priority for the organization. And we can only do it with the support of our stakeholders. I would say the other one will be volunteer recruitment and retention, because it is with the force of volunteers that we can augment our impact and achieve our mission. I started as a volunteer at the Women's Building 10 years ago. And, you know, getting volunteers at that time was in ways easy to get, but then forming a really impactful program that can augment the the, the mission of our organization, the impact that we were doing, was uh, a structure that we dedicated. Retaining dedicated volunteers was also challenging at some times. Luckily, the Women's Building is a great hub for everyone to give back to the community, and its experience will give the people a great resume to write and opportunities to expand their growth that is also accompanied by amazing connections and people driven by similar causes, they believe it. With the pandemic, for instance, like we just like recruitment of volunteers was not doable and the work had to be done anyway for the community. So the staff, you know, we organize ourselves with the staff and provided those essential services that the community needed the most. For many of the services that we provided, we never closed, we stay open for the Three years or more that it has lasted, and it's just been incredible to see it continue. And then I would say on the other side will be the the, the balancing our mission, while at the same time there are other external factors. So I think like this came from from everything that I just share. So while we are focusing on our mission, we're also faced with immediate needs, right, for our communities. And one example is the housing crisis in San Francisco, which has forced folks to leave the area and lose the support they have been having with us and with other organizations in the past. The the pandemic also was a health crisis that also impeded folks to access, access many resources. Despite these challenges, I think and feel strongly that we play a crucial role in addressing these societal issues, promoting social justice and empowering marginalized communities. By leveraging community support and partnerships, we are and have been able to navigate these hardships and will continue to make a meaningful impact in the community.
1: Wonderful, Tanya. So can you tell about some of your success stories or any one of those stories which is so close to your heart?
0: Thank you. I have many. Um, you know, whenever there's a client sharing a story with me about their difficult journey and the they have been able to achieve while being helped at the women's building just brightens my day and gives me more fuel to continue and gives me also more hope to do so. Um, let me think. One story I can share was during the pandemic, right? Like a San Francisco native client, Susana, had been like, walking by the building for as long as she can remember. And due to the COVID crisis of COVID-19, her old employer was forced to close down, leading her to depend on unemployment benefits. Her benefits were about to expire also, so she was in need of a job. And so in September, she walked by and, you know, from taking her kids to school, she got interest in what services our building offered. She stopped by the building and got a job search appointment with which we would help her prepare for success. So after a two-week process, filling an intake form, creating a plan, preparing a resume, writing a cover letter, preparing for an interview, and supporting with job applications, Susana landed a job as a food preparer and barista. And this job helped her support her family and herself during, I probably would say, the hardest time of many lives, uh, especially hers, and provided her with opportunities and a different path of success, I would say. So, like this, I've heard like many different stories from immigrant women, you know, coming with us for support and from different countries. And it's been just amazing to see, like, from, you know, more than 50 countries that they were born, they found San Francisco, they found the women's building in San Francisco. We could be. Um, the first one, they are referred to go, but sometimes we're the last one for many because once they step into the women's building, they will find uh, a way of that path for success, I would say.
1: That is wonderful. So before we leave, I'd like to ask you a quick personal question. So how does your everyday work look like in women's building? And what is your driving force for you to wake up every day and head to work?
0: Thank you. I think that my driving force is my family. My family that lives with me and the family that, that I left in Mexico. I'm, as I mentioned, I'm a, you know, Mexican woman, a mother of junior girls, and I'm also a wife. And I couldn't do the work that I do right now without the support of the family that, as I mentioned, I have in both countries. Um I feel that that is the, the power that I have every day to go to the organization and support the communities with the programs that we have and with the advocacy that we have in the various different issues. I've been, uh, you know, since the moment I started at the, at the organization, I knew I wanted to make a difference in the life of women, especially. As Spanish speakers, because I wanted to use that cultural sensitiveness and language to break a barrier and to support women and families to achieve more and more with time. And for the work every day, I would say just like every day is, it could feel like is very similar, but it is really different. So, you know, right now wearing like an executive director hat, it's um been driven by how the structural operations and the fundraising works in and every day, uh, being more, you know, to the public eye than what I did before, which was more like serving the community on a one on one basis. Right. So every day is different at the organization. I still like to, you know, be up the front with the community and then just to have those conversations with them to address and to just like find out more on the needs. I love to work with my team. We have like a wonderful 24 staff members in our organization along with many other volunteers and interns that um, we rely on. Without them, we wouldn't be able to have the support that we we wouldn't be able to to do the programs that we do every day. And also uh, conversations and then just like continue conversations with the board of directors that help us in our mission for that uh, financially, you know, sustainability, I would say.
1: Wonderful. So that's a wrap. I'm done with the questions for now. So thank you so much, Tanya, for taking your precious time for Dial Radio. And the interview came out really well, so I'm glad that I learned about such a wonderful organization. And even you, you are a very inspirational person.
0: Thank you very much. I really appreciate being here with you. And then if you only allow me, I would just want to give a message to everyone that is listening. Yes, yes, please. Yes, I just want like, you know, everyone to join a nonprofit movement to make a difference and to create positive change. At the Women's Building, we're committed to self-determination, gender equality, and social justice. And I believe that together, we can make a lasting impact that presents generations. So if anyone is interested in our organization, please, I encourage everyone to visit our website or reach out to us to find out how they can contribute to our cause. because together we have the power to shape a brighter future for women and girls. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. I really hope that happens and that comes true because Style Radio has vast listeners. So I'm pretty sure our listeners are interested in, you know, making donations or, you know, engaging with you guys in some or the other way that can profit your organization. So yeah, please do keep up the good work. It's been really great interview and talking with you. Thank you very much, Sania. Thank you. Thanks again. So that was Tanya Estrada, CEO of women's building san francisco so i hope you find this interview insightful for more such interviews stay tuned to Tall radio powered by touch alive life foundation and this is me sankhia signing off for today take care you all
0: you have just listened to tall radio podcast for more podcasts visit www.touchalife.org